the Great Scott Show going up on a Tuesday. And joining me this morning, as I told you guys, the legend. I throw the word, I, I, I kind of, I feel like I use the word legend judiciously, but some feel like I throw it around too much. But like, I'm sorry. I mean, a legend. And then in the next hour, Jay Walker will be in. And he's, I mean, there, there are legends. I don't just call everybody that comes in a legend. You know, I don't call James Butler a legend. I just call him other names. Maybe one day he will be. Uh, Eric Mouton, former Raging Cajun, um, Ascension Episcopal uh, coach, athletic director, and a friend of the program, and he's got something cool going on tomorrow. He's in studio this hour to talk ball and talk life a little bit. Good morning, man. How are you? I'm good, Scott. How you doing? Thanks I'm, for having me. I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. How, how how locked in do you get with the NBA playoffs? You check it out? Because I know during the regular season, you're like, look, I'm pretty busy. A lot of people kind of jump on in April when it comes to the NBA. March Madness is done. It's like, oh, here we go. We got some meaningful basketball games. I'm locked in this year. There's some teams and some matchups to watch. I'm a LeBron guy. I, I, I think LeBron is is one of the best to ever do it. Obviously, some people say... He's the GOAT. Some people say he's not. I just appreciate his talent and what he's been able to do over the last 19 years. Yeah. And um, I always I mean, I watch just, it but, when he's in there. I mean, I, just to let you know, I mean, he's not, he's not in the playoffs. So. That's, that's true. That's, what I'm, that's my point <laughs> know, is now that he's not in the playoffs, you get to see some of these other studs that are playing for some of these teams and some of these matchups are, uh, are entertainment or must-see TV. How does Dallas go and beat Utah without Luka? I mean, that's a – Utah felt like last year that was the year to do it. You're the one seed, you're at home, and I don't know, man, a team like that, they lose in the second round of the Clippers. I think it's six games, and they had a lead, and they lost, once they lost the game five, it just – it felt like for a team like that, that was that was their moment. And once it was gone – it's not that they're bad, and it's not even they, – they might still win this series. But as you know, Eric, different teams have different expectations. And so for a team like the Jazz, a first-round exit is, oh, God, what do we do? We should probably make some major changes. Whereas, you know, a team like Minnesota, if they were to upset Memphis or even Memphis, if they get to the second round, a little disappointing based on their seed, but they still feel like, okay, last year – we were in the play-in, and then we, were, we played our way into an eight seed. This year, we're in the second round. You, you just, starting with the Jazz, when I saw that last night, I was like, figure with Luka, who knows how long he'll be out. This is, I mean, they can't lose this series, and now it's tied one-to-one. Sometimes teams play a little better, a little harder, a little more focused without their star. You know, John Morant, I love watching that kid play. I mean, he's just unbelievable, but sometimes the team is a little better when those guys are not in there. And that's, a, and that's a matchup to watch, too. You want to see two guys get after with Anthony Edwards and John Morant. That was fun to watch. And, you know, the matchups coming up are going to be fun. It's, uh, yeah, the, the Minnesota getting game one in somewhat convincing fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, you know, some national media was ragging on Minnesota for getting excited about winning the play-in. Like, I, it's different at, at each level. And I'm sure you have some thoughts on it. Sometimes the phrase, act like you've been there before, I get why it's in sports. I get it. And there are some times where, yes, you should. Like, come on, don't. 
you, you scored a touchdown. There's plenty of time left. Like, stop, stop. But when you win a play-in game and you're officially in the playoffs and you've been to playoffs for Minnesota, it was only the second time in like the last 16, 17 years. If you want to celebrate, go go ahead. Like I got it, – it's sports. I, I, I feel like ring culture has poisoned – it's probably, it's probably social media is part of it, but it's almost poisoned this idea of like – celebrating other things. Because I get people that email me like, oh, the Pelicans are under 500 or who cares? I'm like, if you watch the team early in the season and you watch them now, like, and most of you didn't, but if you did, you see how far they've come. And guess what? I'm going to enjoy it. Like, I'm a fan. I Although get swept by Phoenix. They might, but I'm still going to enjoy the heck out of those play-ins. I'm going to enjoy those moments and the fans and the play and, and when the players do it. It, it, it gets back to what we were saying a minute ago, right? Different expectations for different teams and for the T-Wolves to be where they are. Um, and Anthony Edwards and then Patrick Beverly, that guy's just a menace on the floor. Talk about defense. I bet you, you I mean, you you got under the skin of opponents, but I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like he could teach a master class on it. He could, and I think he got it from Draymond Green. You know, watching him play last night, too, and what those guys are doing, not many people are talking about them, but... Don't let the Splash Brothers get hot because they defend, they execute. And, and talking about celebrations and what the Timberwolves did, and, and those guys are together so much and work so hard together that when you, when you do something like that, it's special. And there's so many athletes and so many good players in the league right now to accomplish something like that. Let those guys celebrate, man. They're young. They're getting it done. I mean, in baseball, they, when they when they clinch a division or clinch a wild card berth, they they got champagne and the wire. Well, Let's what go. are you doing? Like, yeah. why are you doing that? It, it's huge, I, man. It's the, huge. Ring, ring culture is. I think I find that it's biggest in two areas of sports, at least in in American sports, NBA and quarterbacks in the NFL. Because people don't talk about rings when it's like a different position. No one's like, oh, Calvin Johnson. I mean, he never won a playoff game. No, they're like, gosh, poor Calvin Johnson. Had he only been somewhere else, it's like a reverse. But if it's a quarterback, oh, pshaw, rings. I, I think, I mean, I, I think Chris Paul's, I, I, I don't, I, like, what do you consider Magic Johnson? Like, in terms of his whole career, the position that he actually played. You think of him as a point guard? Cause, yeah. Okay. I do. Change, I, I, change the game. I think of Size. Magic as, like, a multi Combo. I don't know. I just don't think of him as a trad- I think in terms of traditional point guards, and I'm prefacing that by saying what I'm about to say. I think Chris Paul's like probably the best ever. Oscar Robinson's right there. I think Stockton's there. Obviously, Isaiah Thomas. Like, there's some good ones, but people get on Chris Paul like, oh, <laughs> rings. Like, it's like, what do you stop? Like, just watch him play. Right. How can you not? It's amazing to me that that guy, you know, he, he Sunday, the Pelicans cut it to six. He scores the next 12 points for Phoenix. And, like, he just took over. And it's like, remember, 11 years ago to the day from Sunday, he led the Hornets to a win in L.A. against the Lakers. And Jared Jack's his teammate, and he's celebrating, and they're all jumping. Jared Jack is now on the coaching staff of... Phoenix. Another teammate of Chris Paul's in that game 11 years ago was Willie Green. He's now the coach of the Pelicans. They used to have debates with Chris Paul or Darren Williams. Then it was Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook. It's like the guy is still doing it. Still doing it. Longevity, I think, plays into this argument. Like, where do you rank Chris Paul in terms of just great point guards to ever play the game? Well, he's up there, and 
the game has changed so much that, you know, you go from a John Stockton. One who of the ran, best ever. One of the best ever. All-time leader he's, in assists, he's on, right? He's on, he's on my, in terms of top five point guards, he's on the list. Never option number one. Never option number one. Now these point guards with the ball in their hands, they've got to be able to to get to the rack. They've got to be able to knock down shots. And then they've got to be able to run their team. And I think Chris Paul is up there with them. And I think there's some some young guns. And you talk about magic. The size of the position has changed as well. What was John Stockton? I mean, I could have posted him up, six right? Feet. Yeah, I'd, I'd have took six, him maybe down. Maybe six feet. Yeah. I'd have took him down low and, and posted him up. Just just the way the game is played today, it's it spread you out. Got to get to the rim. Got to knock down shots. But but point guards have got to score in today's game. Chris Paul picks his moments too. It's that, not like true. it's like well, he's a score first and he has to have the ball in his hands. It's like. He can do a little bit of everything. Smart. Yeah, no but doubt. He's just done it for so long. It's um, it's really something. Man. It's uh, I I I marvel at him. And granted, it's it's not fun when your team's on the wrong end of it. But you know, I wasn't surprised that the Pelicans cut it to six. But I knew in the back of my mind, as soon as the Suns bring Chris Paul back in, he's just gonna and he's, gonna do Chris Paul stuff. You know, coming in, he was a like an Allen Iverson type quickness, speed, explosiveness. He slowed down a little bit, mm-hmm. but just so crafty and so smart. He's fun, man. So who are your favorite players to watch now? You mentioned LeBron, but some of the younger guys. John Morant, really, every time. He's not on very much. He's about to be on yeah. all the time That's coming up. That's great about the playoffs. You get to see a lot of other young talent. Uh, you know, I like watching him. I like Jimmy Butler. You know, everybody. No, we hadn't talked about the Heat yet, have we? The are most, they the one seed? The most disrespected team in the <laughs> no playoffs. Doubt. No most doubt. most disrespected team. They're like an uh, afterthought. It's like they're the one seed. You know, it's Jimmy Buckets, man. He just he just gets it done. He's quiet about it. Just goes about his business. He's no, a dog, man. He's he a is. Dog. He is. And and there's a lot in the playoffs, but um, you know, I like him a lot. I like Luca. You know, Luca's game at his size, and he walks into the gym, and you know, he just doesn't look like one of those guys. And he is one of those guys. Just crazy what he's doing in the league. It's weird when you see Luca, and to a to a lesser extent Jokic, because he's he's a totally different position. But it it looks like there's a smoothness to their game, where it looks like they're not moving that fast. But then when you go back and you actually watch, you're like, I guess it looks slower because they're so smooth and so big. But they're actually just flying right by that guy or setting up their shots. It's not like um, herky jerky. It's just kind of like this. This ballet of sorts. It but, is. It is. He's so good. Li- the league's just got some some great players. Uh, the NBA playoffs are a blast. And uh, tonight, uh, Atlanta, Miami, Minnesota, Memphis, New Orleans, and Phoenix. Pelicans tonight. Um, and then there's the, the defending champs who we didn't, you know, there's so many people to talk about. We didn't even talk about Milwaukee. Giannis, yeah. you know, and and he's a bully. You know, he gets the ball at the top of the key when they need a basket. And you need a bully to win it all. You know, Pelicans don't have a bully right now. They can get their bully back. You never know. Put number one down there. Put number one down maker. there. You, you know, know. When, when and when he was healthy and playing well, almost unstoppable. Yeah. Think about it. Almost unstoppable. Imagine starting him at the four and not Jackson Hayes. Uh, I'm serious. You know, him and Jonas in the paint, yeah. like you're going to be in the ice bath after playing. Some of these guys are bullies, and when you need a basket, you you go to your bully and – you know, Jokic is a is a guy is a finesse, but but you can't stop him. He's so good, so good. He's so good. You look at what he's been working with in Denver this year. Look, they're not going to win their series, but it's it's uh, 
they take Jokic off the team this year, and Denver's probably, you know, winning 25 games, maybe 26. Um, you know, and instead they won, they won 48. ESPN yep. Lafayette, best ticket in sports. Eric Mouton is our guest. Uh, you know, my kids are home this week. A lot of folks listening, your kids, they're home. It's spring break. Um, what do you do with the kids, right? That's the question we ask. I, I feel like you and I have talked about this a number of times. What do you do with the kids? Well, we're talking hoops. Drop them off to Ascension. Um, you know, Eric Mouton's basketball camp. Um, this is the Easter version. The Eric Mouton Easter basketball camp. I talked to, uh, I probably didn't mind me saying his name, Chris Dupuy. He was telling me that his his yeah. boys went to uh, to the last one you had. That you I had. I remember right shortly there, yeah. after I had you on, and then they went and I saw him the next week. And I, I asked the kids, they're like, "Oh yeah, we had a we had a great time." Um, so for our listeners, um, tell them exactly how it works and the ages and why their kids should consider doing it because you want them to get out, you want them to get exercise, you want them to have fun, you want them to learn something, you guys offer all of that. Yeah, we do. And once I got to Ascension, you know, I was at STM for eight years with Coach Danny and worked his camp and did all of those things, mostly in the summertime, though. So uh, during the school year, the holidays would roll around and it was, you know, we were getting a few things done. I said, man, there's really no basketball. I know some baseball camps would go on during some of the holidays. I said, let me try, start doing some holiday camps. Started with Christmas, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then you know, I do Mardi Gras and Easter as well, just to give the kids a chance to, to get out. If they're not traveling, obviously some people will go on, on little trips over the break. But if they're in town, started putting on these camps. So uh, this week we'll have our Easter version. Uh, we're going to go Wednesday through Friday. We go 9 to 12.30. It'll be at Ascension out in Youngsville, pre-K 4 through 8th grade. Boys and girls, welcome to come. Um, you can walk up tomorrow morning. We start walk-up registration at 8.30. We'll have forms for everyone to fill out, get paid up, and all of those things. $95 for the three days. Um, and we just do the fundamentals. We go over for about an hour and a half, teach them how to play, teach them um, – couple of different drills here and with the game changing we do more pick and roll more dribble handoffs which we we normally don't do much but we try to get them um some of the work that's going on in today's game and and then at the end we do competitions for prizes you know all of the prizes and 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 competitions that you do at camp hot shot mic and layup free throws give away some prizes at the end of the day and then, of course, some three-on-three three and some five-on-five five games where everybody gets to touch it. Everybody uh, works on their game. Everybody gets better, learn how to play with teammates. Um, so we're going to be doing that Wednesday through Friday of this week. And, and um, we do have online registration, ascensionbluegators.org. You can click on, on uh, holiday camps. Or you can just bring them tomorrow morning around 830. We'll get them registered. We'll get them ready to go. Fun times, man. What's the like? What's the most rewarding part of? I'm, I'm not gonna say coaching because that's totally different. You're with a team all the time, but just the camp. Like, I'm sure it's probably varies by age, right? You know, the youngest is gonna be a little different than the oldest. But what's the most rewarding part of it? I think getting to know them at a young age. You know, they come in kindergarten, and next thing you know, they're in eighth grade, still at my camp. Um, just watching them develop, watching them change, and then after they get to high school, you know, you run into them in the gym. Uh, it's great to see them have some success. Some of them aren't playing anymore. Some of them are doing different things. But I think the most rewarding part is getting to know them and then 
bumping into him somewhere. It's, yeah. just, it's just great to see him. And hey, man, I remember you at camp and you did this. And there's always some stories to tell. And, and hopefully they have memories they can take with them. Obviously, I hope they get a little better. And they will if they come do those fundamentals. But I think just the relationships of it, uh, working with them at a young age and then seeing them grow and seeing them in high school and even beyond. You know, I had a few kids come through camp, come play for me at Ascension, and, and now they're in college. Now they're out working. They'll come back. It's just uh, it's just good to build those relationships. You, when, when you're out and you hear coach, you usually can probably tell, or if you hear Eric, you're like, all right, I can guess the age of the person that's that's calling out to me right now based on if they call me coach or call me Eric. Pretty much. Yeah. No doubt about it. Now, does Coach Danny still call you Eric? I mean, you played for him, or is it, is, is it now coach? No, it's it's moot. Moot. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, the course, nickname, you know, it's it's always going to be moot. He gave that one to me, and it's it's stuck. Coach, speaking of stuck, Coach Danny. Somebody was asking me over the weekend. They were like, "Man, Coach Danny's some of those coaches at SDM have been there a long time." I'm like, "Why would why wouldn't he be? Exactly. I mean, look at the look at the wins. Look how long he's been there. Um, you know, ultimately, is that something you you think of when you think of Ascension Episcopal? Just I mean, you're not just a coach there. You're you're very involved there. But do you like the idea of, man, when you find somewhere that works, why go anywhere? It's just rewarding. It's great. You get to do what you love, right? Yep. It's 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 been great. It's been a great play. And and, and as the AD, you know, kind of a different um, spin to it, a different uh, role. And and now in the spring, we got a lot of sports going on. So I'm busy. I'm leaving here, going to Le Triumph, our golf team. It was go. pretty good. I don't. Our golf team's pretty good. Are they? We've got three college commits. Um, wow. I'm sorry. I don't follow high school golf. That's okay. I, yeah. It did, pretty three, good. three college commits is, well, is that normal? I don't even know. No, I mean, that it's seems not. like, yeah. It's, it's not. A lot of these high school teams don't shoot under par, and we've, we've been under par in the teens. On. We Holy got uh, Jay Mendel's going to Auburn. Um, we got Fontenot. Kale Fontenot's committed to Georgia Tech. They're both juniors. Our senior, Cannon Clark, is committed to UNO. Uh, we missed one year state championship because of covid but uh i think we're going for a three-peat this year that's awesome so i'm heading out there and watch the district championship and then you know all the other spring sports baseball softball track tennis all heading into the home stretch it's really cool really cool again uh, eric mutas visiting with us is easter basketball camp happening wednesday thursday friday uh he and the varsity basketball team going to be uh, teaching some basketball skills and drills they'll have competitions for prizes it is at um Jim Foyer over there on the campus of Sugar Mill Pond, uh, pre-K four all the way through eighth grade, nine a.m. to twelve thirty. And uh, if it, there's some flexibility, obviously get the most out of it. Go all three days, but if you can only go for one day or two days or all three, you guys will work with them. No doubt about it. And that's one of the things I, I emphasize as well. If you're out of town and you're coming back Wednesday, hey, bring them Thursday and Friday. If you're at another camp and you want to come Thursday and Friday, would love to have you. All right. All right. We got some emails from our discussion earlier, some about LeBron, uh, one about Stockton. We'll get into, we'll get Eric's thoughts on that. We'll keep talking ball when we come back. I'm Scott Prather. That is Eric Mouton coming at you on a Tuesday morning. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports.
What up, guys? It's Scott reminding you that the NBA playoffs equals next-level basketball. Get in on the first round of action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. You can buy multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, each each day of the first round, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if the same-game parlay doesn't hit. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code 1420. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code 1420 at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. $5 minimum deposit. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Licensee partner. Gold Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. Hey, this is Rich Eisen, and you can hear me every day on ESPN Lafayette from noon to 3 on The Rich Eisen Show. You, my friend. I'm glad I did this test on you, the friendship test. What? You got the best seat in the house. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. Open up my window again. Open up my window again. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. ESPN Lafayette, 103.3 on the FM, 1420 on the AM. Streaming worldwide via the ESPN Lafayette app. If you're listening to us via the stream, it is brought to you by Champagne's Market and the Oil Center. Champagne's going the extra mile. Rage of Cajun softball last night won 19 to nothing. They beat St. Louis today. They will play Illinois, as uh, Coach Glasgow explained yesterday on the show, originally scheduled for a doubleheader. Illinois had to move their Big Ten series with Northwestern to tomorrow. So they're playing a doubleheader tomorrow. Uh, Illinois AD was trying to tell the coach not to even play today's game, uh, but they're going to play a single game with UL, and that game will be on 960 tonight, guys, not on ESPN Lafayette because um, – yeah, UL's playing a team called LSU on the baseball diamond tonight. We'll talk more about that next hour. Jay Walker will be in studio. He'll also induct a new song into the Terrible Tune Tuesday Hall of Fame. That's coming your way next hour. Uh, UL LSU tonight, 6 o'clock pregame, 6.30 first pitch right here. We're visiting with uh, Eric Mouton, AD, basketball coach from Ascension Episcopal, former Raging Cajun, former SDM Cougar, and uh, former um, Tim Floyd nemesis. Facts. Facts. <laughs> Tim Floyd. I saw him on uh, Twitter the other day, maybe playing golf with. Uh, who was he playing golf I'm with? I'm not sure. I don't know. Hang on. Go ahead. I'm going to think of All it. All right. Tim Floyd, former New Orleans Hornets head coach for a season. That was that was random. Um, that guy. I think it might have been John Brady. Oh, John okay. Brady posted okay. something. They played a little golf together. Those are two guys that'll, that'll, that'll ruffle some feathers. I always felt like Brady was. I liked Brady. He he because he didn't have much of a filter, there were some fans that it's when a coach doesn't have a filter, when things are going right, fans love it. When things are going wrong, they use it against them. I mean, that's just a fact. And I mean, it was like he got him to the final four at LSU in 06, and people were like, Oh, well, you know, and no, no disrespect to Butch Pierre, but it was like they were they're still trying to discredit him. I'm like, they're in the final, final four. four. Like yeah. he 
come on, Brady cut down the nets. And I always, I just found him. I, I found it endearing that he had that sort of chip on his shoulder, like, no, 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 stop. Like, screw you guys. Like, yeah. this, uh, this, I'm going to do it this way, whether yeah. you like it or not. Butch, Coach Pierre, I got to play with him and, you know, just talk about legends, one of the legends in the in the sport, assistant basketball coach. And, you know, he got him in there, but. You, you still got to get them to play together. Right. You, and that's you can get all the five stars too. you want. I'm not trying Absolutely. to discredit them. It was just like, you can't give credit to everyone except the head coach. That's I right. Mean. That's right. And you know, Butch Pierre, one of the best players he ever recruited. He didn't recruit me. I know this. He should have. Keith Smart. Yeah, he was pretty good. Got Keith Smart to go he to Oklahoma State good. when he was there. And now him, Keith Smart, and the Boston Celtics, you know, all these teams we touched on in the first 30 minutes and, you know, we don't talk about the Boston Celtics. How much fun was that game the other night? And, and how good is Jason Tatum? That finish, man. Unbelievable. Keith that, Smart made the play. That finish was uh, was incredible. Marcus Smart with the he, – he, I, I thought for sure he was going to shoot it. Me too. I thought for sure he was going to shoot it. And then he, he passes it and it's like they're going to run out of time. They're going to, oh, my God, lays it in at the buzzer. The shot fake at the three-point line, and then Jason Tatum doesn't stand outside. He cuts to the basket. Smart hits him, lay up at the buzzer to beat Durant and Kyrie Irving, and those two guys are pretty good too. Yeah, dude, and Kyrie going back and forth with the fans. I love it. I mean, he said after, look, they. I know it's not all of them, but they're giving me all this. I'm going to give it back to them. That's what I'm going to do, and it makes for great drama. Um, yeah, playoffs are fun early. And and we're talking about sort of ring culture poisoning some that are like, why are you celebrating this? It's like, it's it's not always about the final destination. You can still enjoy the journey. Like, it's more fun when you when you're not sure where the journey is going to end. Yeah, when Durant joined the Warriors, it was like, okay, guys, that was like, the worst. It's yeah, like it's that's... more fun when you're not sure. Like, you don't know who's winning it this year. Everybody, you know, I'm sure has their favorites. Maybe it, maybe it's Phoenix. Maybe it's Golden State. Maybe Milwaukee repeats. Maybe it's. But who knows? I, I, it's more fun when you're not sure. Um, but the journey to me is always fun. So enjoy it, man. Yeah, enjoy you got it. your teams you're going to pull for. There's heroes. There's villains. And that's sports. makes it fun, man. And there's a lot of teams and a lot of players to talk about this year. ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. Uh, we got some emails. Uh, Jack emails. He's like, Scott, please tell Eric that LeBron isn't even top three all time. And, that he's, and remind him that he's not in the playoffs. Sounds like a LeBron hater. Like I, Eric knows he's not in the playoffs. He was just, you know. So my, Michael Jordan was in the playoffs every year and won it every year. Is no, that is that no. his argument? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. Okay. Rings though. Rings. He's got more. He's got more rings, Eric. He does. He's got more rings. He's got more rings. That's a fact. The 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 fallback argument of that. So who's got the most rings? That'd be Bill Russell. Okay. Bill Russell's the goat. Sorry. I guess so. My yeah. Bad. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> like if that's his argument, rings. Yeah. Rings. They're important. We were talking about this a little during the break. I think another aspect that is more prevalent today than it was when we were younger as far as, again, it's part of his social media, but I hear it on sports radio as well. If the star player isn't always taking the last shot, it's like, oh, well, they they just don't have that what? What do you say? Killer instinct? That's What are they doing? It's not clutch. It's like, what if he made the without a without question the best basketball play and maybe it worked maybe it didn't but if they make the best basketball play but you know we saw so much of kobe who was you know who's who's an all-time great and could create his own shot and did it but you've been so kobe'd and mj that it was like 
oh well, if a guy doesn't do that, then they're, you know, they can't they can't hold up. It's like, but what if he made the pass to the guy that percentage wise was wide open? And I always remind folks, I'm like, you know, MJ hit Steve Kerr for that shot against yes. Utah that sealed his last championship. Didn't Paxson hit one too? Oh, in the first one. Oh yeah, he hit a couple, yeah. but the last one for sure in the yeah. first championship he won with the Bulls. So it's like, but you know, selective memory. Yeah, selective memory. And everybody's got their opinion. It's 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 debating. It's fun. It's now who do you who is who do you think the, the goat is though? I think Jordan's still the goat. Yeah. But I but I think what I LeBron do has done, and Kareem, you know, you, Kareem, depi- yeah, God, exactly. Kareem. It depends on. I mean, and the all-time leading scorer and those rings, and nobody talks about him. It's just, um, I think he's probably third, right? It's kind of, I'd say, I'd say LeBron's second. I think so. After, and he's going to break the record, and you know, all-time leading scorer and what he's done. I think so. And then a guy that's, you know, you got guys who've averaged triple doubles. You know, obviously Westbrook is Westbrook. Oscar Robinson is a guy. I think it's. Uh, I still think it's Jordan, though. He changed the game, and you know love him or hate him most like we talked a little bit about most of them loved him just because there was no social media and you know that guy was out there doing his thing and nobody had a camera phone to take pictures of it the way they do today you only got snippets of what gatorade and the bulls and mj and nike wanted you to see and you didn't have it constantly in your face 24 7 so when you got to see it and usually he performed at such a high level that was it and there's such a thing as not it's like you you go see your favorite band in concert you'd probably love it if they played a a three and a half hour set but boy if they play two they're gonna leave you wanting a whole lot more and that's the way you used to consume sports i mean you would sit there, I, I say you, I'm speaking for myself, but I feel like I'm speaking for a lot of you know, fans that might be in their 40s or 50s, maybe in their 30s as well. You would sit there and watch SportsCenter after a game, just waiting and waiting until your team came up or a play you saw that you wanted to see again. You couldn't just instantly, oh, here it is. It just happened. Now let me look at my phone. Now let me watch it over. And it's the equivalent of like, if if your favorite band released a single, but they hadn't released the album yet, you couldn't buy it yet, boy, it just you'd hear it on the radio every hour, every other hour, and it was like, I need it, I need it more, I need it more. It'd be stuck in your head, you'd want to listen to it. Once you got the album, you're like, I can just put it on repeat and listen over and over until the cassette wears off or the CD is scratched. It's kind of like that with sports now all the time. You just, it's, it's, it's just you consume it different. It's not going to change. I mean, it's it's already in this direction. It's not going backwards. But Jordan was consumed, I think, by sports fans in the perfect way in the perfect era or perfect rather moment of time, and it it helped with his legend, no doubt. Yeah, and you know, if I can be like Mike and everything that they came out with was was there at the right time, and he was the perfect athlete for that. I mean, changed the game. Look at how many when he was doing it, it was one of a kind. His athleticism and his overall game. Now the athletes they have on that basketball court, you know, everybody, everybody is an athlete. I mean, you got to be able to run and jump and and be a freak. And think to play about in the, the three point today. shot too. The big man just sitting like Luca would have never been Luca if he had come around thirty years ago. No, get in the paint, get you back to the basket, and he would have been good. Yep, but I. Dirk was one of those ones where it was like, and I mean, McGrady was really tall, but like Dirk was, he felt like such a unicorn when he first was playing in the early 2000s. Like, 
how's this seven footer like handle it, bringing the ball up? It was so like foreign and like weird. And now, if not that it's con- not that seven footers constantly are bringing the ball up, but to have a big man shoot or do something that's not just the back to the- it's almost more rare when a guy's like, oh, you know, this is a back to the basket big man. That's old school. You know, they they don't do them like that anymore. It's like that used to be all they did, and that yeah. and they were in a lot of ways. You know, I mean, Jordan was the star, but they were a lot of ways after Jordan, like the considered the best players in the NBA, the big man in the paint that could do everything inside you know yeah and the europe effect the the overseas the skills that some of these big guys came with you know definitely changed the game uh we got an email from jay he says stockton is so overrated he says he'll take isaiah thomas over him he says stockton was a system point guard who benefited from playing with a top caliber superstar i agree with that you think he's vastly overrated i don't think he's overrated i think what he did in the league against those guys you can't you can't ignore how many how many players in any sport benefit from the system they play in and the players they play with i think the system brings out their skill you know john stockton had a skill i mean if he was there and available with with that guy just jay pass on him i, I don't want him as my point guard you got to take him you got to you got to take his skill and, and incorporate it into a system and that's what the great coaches do he was a dirty player too man that guy Oh, God. You gotta he be, was man. a dirty you got to be. No, it's it's part of why I respected him. Now he like, you know, hey, he just I Yeah, and I say dirty gotta be, but you you just gotta have that chip on your shoulder. And, and he was, you're not intimidating me and this is this is how things are but, gonna but go. It, my thing is like, doesn't every athlete benefit from where they play and who they play with in any sport? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, any sport. They didn't need Stockton to come down and shake and bake and step back threes and play in the system. They had a lot of success. Obviously, they didn't win a ring. They came close. They played in the wrong era, maybe, and uh, ran into a guy named Michael Jordan a few times. Uh, Jay's saying we're disrespecting Garnett, prototypical big who can bring the ball up the court, rather than Dirk. You're not disrespecting him. I think I remember KG, especially in the late 90s when he came in as an 18-year-old, you saw that freakish ability. Um, his offensive game was different than Dirk's, though. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I mean, KG was awesome, and he was one, you know, when you saw him, you're like, this isn't typical of someone of this size. But I, I didn't, I mean, and, and the game slowly, Dirk was only a few years later when he got in the league, but it just, it changed more. And, and KG undoubtedly was, yeah. I mean, he was defensively far superior to Dirk. He was, I mean, Kev, he was Kevin Brooks-like. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Kevin Brooks changed the game. When Kevin Brooks came in was my guy, man. He, he could do it all. He really could at his size, skinny, and, and you had a tough time stopping him. Changed speeds so well. When he came down and hesitated, you felt like he was going to pull it. Those guys would step up. He'd blow by him. He'd dunk on people. I love Kevin Brooks now. How, I mean, how long did he play in the NBA? I don't know. I mean, it was it was a, it was a number of years there. He was twelfth pick. Andrew Tony, of course, as well. Yeah. Like obviously, Bo Lamar is is the best player in UL history, basketball wise. But in terms of like who had the best pro career, I think you go Andrew Tony yep. and then Kevin Brooks. You know, am Gotta I missing right someone that would be number two? Alfred Payton, by the way, I'm surprised we didn't see him at all in the game. Um, I know he's. 
last year he finally gets into the postseason and mm-hmm. then the Knicks didn't play him and everyone flipped out because the Knicks won a single playoff game. Um, and this year he's on Phoenix. We'll see uh, if he gets in there at some point, but not not in the regular part of the rotation, but he's carved out a nice career for himself and, you know, yep, been, in the league, been in the league for a minute. He has been. League for a minute. It, it, I was thinking to myself, it must be cool for Elford to be on Phoenix this year because when he was young, he got a New Orleans Hornets tattoo on his shoulder, like a flirt of B, because he just, it was his hometown and he loved Chris Paul. And it's like, again, talking about Chris Paul and the longevity of how great he is. Now, Elford, Elford's been in the league a while and he's playing with Chris Paul, a guy that when he was young, he would root for when he was growing up in New Orleans. It's like, now Alfred's been in the league since, I don't know, seven or eight years? Yeah. And he's playing with Chris Paul, who's still doing it. That's awesome. It's wild. It's good stuff. It's wild. ESPN Lafayette, best ticket in sports. Uh, phone lines are open, 337-269-1077. Sorry, I hadn't opened up the phone lines. 337-269-1077. You can call us if you want. Eric Muta on the house. Jay Walker will be in in the 8 o'clock hour. Let's head to the phone lines now. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Hello. Uh, a point guard that I would take over Stockton. And um, I was ridiculed for saying this a while back, but of course, you know, I'm, oh well. Uh, I'll take Gary Payton over Stockton. Um, we could say, you know, Stock. Uh, and guess what? If you, I know, it's like you know. Of course, you know, uh, you know what's over basketball during that '96 Western Conference Final when the SuperSonics played the Jazz. Payton put the clamps on Stockton. And of course, Payton was a Defensive Player of the Year that year. Uh, Gary Gary Payton is one of the most underrated point guards. Yeah, of course he's in the Hall of Fame, but man, um, he's on the, he's know. on the seventy he's he's on the seventy fifth anniversary. I mean, he's <sighs> Gary Payton's interesting because I I agree with you that he's somewhat underrated, and yet I think he's one of the best ever. I'd agree with that. You know, I'd I think he's one that. of the best ever, and pretty cool for him to give Keith Smart the Defensive Player of the Year. A guard hadn't won it. Since Gary Payton. Yeah. Marcus, I'm sorry. I yeah. know Keith is on your mind. You keep saying Keith, Marcus. <laughs> Keith was pretty good I'm at Indiana, in. though. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. Good. Think about New Orleans jump shot. Oh, dude. I mean, Bayhan thought for sure Syracuse was going to win yes. it. And Keith's like, no, I got this. Sorry. Yeah, Marcus Smart, man. I mean, um, yeah, Gary Payton defensively. I, I loved him in the – one of the few things I enjoy – I say few things. I enjoyed a number of things about the, the Bulls um, – documentary i just i thought it was too jordan centric but of course he produced it so he's again he's good at controlling the narrative but i like the gary payton stuff where he's on there and they let him say yeah they're saying they weren't worried about me i was the only guy that could really do anything against him defensively uh now payton was great i don't him or stockton i don't know that i'm with you there but i think it's really really close eric what do you how do you feel about payton's game i like payton's game he was one of the you know, a lot of those guys coming through at that time kind of changed the way it was played and also the defensive part of it. You didn't talk much about it until this guy started locking people up. You know, he on the defensive end, he was able to keep those guys in front and, 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 and do the dirty things, take charges, um, pester you like we talked a little bit about earlier, and um, no doubt one of the all-time greats. I, I, I'd still now, go Stockton. Is an all-time steal leader, or, some, or did he get passed up? Um, all-time steal leader? I don't think I don't I don't know. I think, I think he's close. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he got passed up uh, yet. No, Stockton was known for defense. No, that's why. That's why I, I put guys like Stockton and Peyton above Steve Nash. 
People love Steve Nash, and he was a two-time MVP, and neither of those other guys won an MVP. But it was it was so offensive-centric that it Nash wasn't a bad defensive player, but you never looked at him and said, he's he's one of the best to ever do it yeah. at that position. And with Peyton and... One of the and, biggest travesties in NBA history is this man winning two MVPs. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. Uh, you know what? You know what's one of my favorite point guards? And, of course, he would never make a top ten. But my favorite point guard growing up was uh, Kevin Johnson. Kevin Johnson. I knew he was going there. You knew he was going Kevin there. Johnson was tough, too, man. He was really fun to watch. No doubt about that. At a, you don't remember back when you get those basketballs and it was like not an autograph. It was like stamped on, basically. It wasn't a real autograph. They'd mm-hmm. put that on like all the balls. Yep. I just, for some reason, mine had Kevin, Kevin Johnson, Johnson on it. I don't know. He was, he was great, though. Um, but yeah, Peyton and Stockton. I mean, Two incredible point guards of their era. When you have the defense to go along with it, it, two MVPs for Nash. Like that second one should have gone to Kobe, and I think, I think the writers realized that a year later, well, Kobe probably should have won it, and then they gave more votes to him instead of Chris Paul, who I think should have won it in 07 and 08, who finished second. That year in New Orleans was, I thought Chris was just the best in the league that year, and it wasn't one of Kobe's best years. But I don't know, voters, they 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 don't look at seasons in a vacuum. But with these awards, that's what you're supposed to do. I mean, there was a year Malone won, and it's like, guys, come on, Michael Jordan. <laughs> I know the idea of, oh, you don't want to give it to him every year. He did not have a better season than Michael Jordan. Like, just stop it. And um, and that was coming from somebody that back then I, I used to root for the Jazz. And, you know, some of my emails talking about Stockton or Malone and Kevin Johnson about, like, you know, their lives or problems they had after basketball. I'm just talking about them as players. I'm not getting into all that other stuff. As players... Um, these guys are, are some of the best, man. It's fun just going back, reminiscing about old school hoops. Uh, do we get too, do, do, do we overvalue the era of the 90s, Eric, because of just nostalgia? Because on one hand, I miss some of the players we're referencing. On the other, scoring's pretty fun. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, having finals games in the 70s and 80s, uh, I, I mean, I'm not talking about the decade. I'm talking about in terms of the final scores. Yeah. I kind of I kind of like the scoring. I mean, I, 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 enjoy, I enjoy the points of today's product. Let me ask you this. How would Bill Lambeer be in today's game? Could, could, he, could he make a roster today? You know what I'm saying? He would, be, he would basically be like a goon. Like, are there goons today? Though, who's a goon not, today? They're not really. They're not really because somebody might say Haslam. No, Haslam's not on there to go and give a foul once a year late in the game. He's on there because years ago, first of all, he's part of the culture in Miami. And years ago, they basically told him and actually kept their word, which is rare when it comes to the business side of sports. Like, take a little less now. We're going to keep you around for this long, and we're going to do. And they they've done right by him. Yeah, but it's. Can't just be that. Like he's adding something, but he's not a. He's not a. There's. That's a good question, Eric. Think about it. Some think... of those guys back then that played in the '90s and the, the, the way the game was. Was he the most hated player in the league, Lambeer? I think he had to when be he high. was in the league. I think I don't even think it was close. I think yeah. it was. I mean, they legit. The Pistons were a hated team, and Lambeer was the most. I'm talking about amongst players was the most hated player hated. by other players in the league. I forget when Robert Parrish just dropped that elbow on his nose. I yeah. don't think I, you're to your point. I mean, yeah, it's fun to watch and, and think about that era. It was just such a different game. Who's the equivalent of Lambeer today? I don't think you would it be Draymond it. Green. 
main great defensive player. But he constantly gets under the skin of opponents. Skilled. Can shoot a th- good three-point shooter. Because yeah. Lambeer was a big man that could he could hit he, the three. He, again, the game was kind of starting to change. Stretch those, the floor. Which those was, bigs would face the basket. I mean, they're very different players, but in terms of the evolution of the game, I guess. And, you know, he's a champion, so. No doubt. Kind of makes sense. Yeah, we had that argument the other day, me it and my brother. Makes so sense. I wanted to see what you thought I mean, about it. That's a good they're, question. They're, diff- they're definitely different players, but I get it, right? It's like, what's the equivalent of that today? Because I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't describe Draymond as, as like a goon, right? I don't think any player no. today is as dirty as Lambeer or Stockton was, or even... Even Bruce Bowen. Yeah, you can't matter. get away with that. Today. You know, I mean, yeah. Bowen was Bowen was uh, such a key part to those Spurs championship teams, but he was. I mean, you hit a guy in the head. Player, you hit a guy in the head. They're going to go review it and see if it's a flagrant. Correct. Back then, dude, that's you, what they did to stop people. Did you watch the Pelicans game the other night? Some Herb of it. Jones, like late in the game, it was one hundred percent inadvertent. His shoulder clipped uh, DeAndre Ayton's face, basically, yeah. and so. Herb Jones was trying to go and guard Chris Paul like right after they inbounded the ball. It's like late in the game. And he realizes that Dayton's about to run into him. So he kind of jumps up to get out of the way and his shoulder hit him. They don't stop the game for like five seconds, but Dayton's like, oh my God, I'm dying. And wow. so then they blow the whistle. Then they go and review it. The fans are all going insane, like thinking like, oh, that's to the ref's credit. They looked at it. They're like, this was, this. there's no foul. Like this yeah. was in it. And then guess what? Dayton was in the game like he didn't get out they'd have to review everything like, in the 90s piston game late, oh, every dude those games would have lasted <laughs> six hours well first of no, all though everybody no. just would have been ejected yeah like, <laughs> you're gone i don't know who the last guy on the the pistons bench was back then but it had been done but without those pistons teams i don't think the bulls are the dynasty they were because they they basically forced them to like get as tough as they as they were they were like if you know if you if you're not ready to hit the ice bass after the game, they don't even show up tonight. Toughness you know I mean? wins, man. Toughness wins. If you're not tough, you got no chance. What's the most painful thing you went through in a game that didn't, like you still played the rest of the game? It wasn't like an injury where you're like, I'm unable to continue. I took a shot. A guy went up. Might have been a guy from Southern Miss. Um, he went up, and I and I went up to, to, to contest or to block his shot. And I, as I was coming down, he came up with his elbow. And, and caught me right under the chin. And, man, I still have a little clicking in my, in my jaw to this day. Um, but went to the sideline, went to see Jaime Perez for a little while and, and, and played through it. But taking an elbow here and there to the, to the chin, the jaw, the nose, just got to play through those things. I mean, the jaw. Hit you in the jaw. Did it actually make you like stop talking or did the trash talking continue? It continued. <laughs> Dr. Fundamental Eric <laughs> Mouton is our guest. Uh, Eric, join me this hour. We're just talking hoops, man. I love it. Also, Eric's in here because this week, if you have kids, they're off for spring break. They need to do something. They need to get off the phone. They need to get out, get off social media for a little while, play some hoops, learn some things. The... Um, Eric Bouton Easter basketball camp is happening tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday over at Ascension Episcopal. You can go to ascensionbluegators.org slash camps dash classes. Uh, is there other way they can learn more about everything aside from you're about to tell us everything, but is there another place they can go to just get all the details or is that pretty much it? They can go to drfundamentals.com, drfundamentals.com. I've got some information there. Talk a little bit about my AAU programs and 
Uh, we got the summer dates already set up. You know, summer's going to be here before we know it, and there's a lot of great camps and things to do over the summer. So I'll have my summer camp. I'm going to do one week in June in Youngsville, and then I also do one at our downtown campus in Lafayette. So I know traffic and getting them out there sometimes a little tough. So over the summertime, I will do one at our downtown Lafayette campus. All right, there you go. This week, over to Ascension Episcopal, Sugar Mill Pond. Uh, if you have a kid all the way from pre-K-4 all the way through 8th grade, Eric and the varsity basketball team, they're going to be out there teaching basketball skills and drills. They're going to have competitions. They're going to have prizes. You don't want to miss out. Tomorrow, Thursday, Friday from 9 a.m. to 12.30, pick them up there, drop them off there. Well, do it, drop them off, then pick them up. Don't leave them there overnight. <laughs> um, and uh, and it's it's a great time. And, again, you can learn more. Uh, drfundamentals.com, ascensionbluegators.org slash camps dash classes. And if you have kids that maybe, uh, look, I can't make all three days. You guys will work with them. That's right. Come one day, two days, all three, and we'll take walk-ups the day of, either Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday at 8.30. They can come get signed up, uh, get everything taken care of starting at 8.30 each day. All right, so you said you're a LeBron fan. He's not in the playoffs. Who are you rooting for in the postseason? Not who you think's going to win it all, but who are you rooting for? I mean, I, I know New Orleans didn't win in the series, but that's who yeah, I'm rooting I'm, for. I, you know, uh, home interest, a little rooting interest. I'm pulling for the Pelicans, but they can't get it done. I'm I'm kind of – I like Boston a lot. I, you know, I'm kind of a Duke guy. You know, I think Jason Tatum's one of the – if he's not a budding – you know, if he's not a superstar and not about to be in the top of this league, I, I think it's going to be close – I'd like to see Boston in the Heat play on that side, and then man, on the, that would be chippy. Yeah, uh, chippy. I'm still looking forward Brooklyn, to this Memphis. Though. You know, I want to see this Memphis and Minnesota series, and then uh, in the West, you know, pull for your boy Chris Paul. Wouldn't mind seeing him get there and get his ring. Get his ring, but he's got to go through Curry. I mean, if if they can get there, but if they start shooting the basketball, you know, not many people are talking about him giving him much of a chance, but. When you can shoot it, you always have a chance. Memphis tonight, I think, I think they, I think they get the win. I think Memphis because they just lost, and because you, folks hadn't seen a lot of them. I think they're kind of the sleeper team this postseason. Um, honestly, I, I think we're gonna, I, I think we're gonna see a repeat of the finals from last year. I think Phoenix and Milwaukee are gonna be back in it. I know she didn't say Milwaukee there. I, I didn't. I, I, but you're not rooting for him. He's I'm not, already won. I'm not. But He's got his. I mean, I'm not rooting for him either, to be honest. I was happy for Drew Holiday. I was happy for Giannis. But, yeah. all right, they deserved it. They won it. Let's, I, I'm, I'm all for, like, new blood. Yep. It's I'm crazy. Phoenix has never won one. I'm with you. All right. So ES, many good teams, man. ESP, what, oh, shoot. We didn't even mention Philly. Last thing. You think they got a shot? Embiid, Harden. Uh, Harden's game doesn't translate play. as much in the playoffs. He because doesn't. What, just, he have 13 points more, last just, night? 14 they points? They allow a lot more physicality. Yeah, it'll be interesting. You're right. <laughs> Eric, not a big fan. All right, give him a follow on Twitter if you're not already, Doctor Fundamental, and um, you can learn more there as well about the basketball camp happening now. Love talking ball with you, Eric. Appreciate you coming in. Coach Eric Mouton has been our guest. Jay Walker from one legend to another. He'll be in studio next. Uh, let's do, let's do it again, man. One day this summer, let's just come in and we'll just we'll try to scratch off all the basketball debates. Anytime. Has, all I'm the time. In. I'm in. All right, that is Eric. I'm Scott. Don't go anywhere. Great Scott Show continues right after this.